do a review of Lakuta Sikha's Chelik test. This is the second Sikha of Parshas Kisavoy, Parshas Tavoy. And the Rebbe is going to explain, there's an unusual language in the Pasik. It says, As Hashem Hamarta Hayoim, and then Vahashem Hamircha Hayoim. What does Hamarta, what does Hamircha mean? Rashi seems to give us two Pirushim over here. Uh, and the Rebbe is going to want to know. I mean, why these two Pirushim? Why not learn like the Eben Ezra? The Rebbe has another suggestion. Why don't we have another interpretation? The Rebbe has... And the Rebbe is going to basically say that within the context of these Pesukim, in other words, we read the few Pesukim beforehand, uh, we say that uh, that every day, basically, Every day, so that's why Rashi has to say what he says, as the Rebbe will explain. Also, there's many other details in this uh, Rashi that the Rebbe is going to explain. So, what does it say in the Pasuk? So, in the Pasuk it says, Es Hashem Hemarta Hayoyim. That Hashem, you Hemarta Hayoyim. What does it mean, Hemarta Hayoyim? What does it mean? You amarta hayoyim lias l'chol alikim that he should be to you for a god. Then it also says v'Hashem hemircha hayoyim. Hashem was emircha to you. Lios loy la'am zgula v'goymer to be a chosen nation. So something hemarta to be your god, something hemircha to be his chosen nation. Uh, his treasured nation, his gula nation. Okay, so let's see what Rashi says. Rashi. So Rashi bases himself on the words he marto They're very similar, these words. He marto is yidn towards Hashem. He mircha is Hashem towards yidn, right? He marto, that is you, have emar. And he mircha, that means he, Hashem, has hemir you? What does it mean? What is mefarish? And Rashi says, "Ain lahem aid b'mikra." They don't have a clear, evident uh, testimony in the pasuk. In other words, I can't. There is no proven verse to tell us what the meaning of hamarto hemincha. And Rashi says, "Veli nira." To me, it seems shuhu loshin that it comes from the language of separation and havdola. Soon, the Rebbe will soon bring out in the explanation the big difference between the word havrosha and havdola, as you'll see. Sometimes Rashi says like this: hivdaltoi l'cha. You separated Hashem. As Hashem he'emarto. You have separated Hashem. From where? From Hayoim, today. You separated Hashem today from the other gods. That He'll be your God. So basically, as Hashem that's, and vuhu, 
And on the other hand, Hashem, he frishcha a love, he separated you to him, me'ami ha'ores, from the rest of the nations of the world, li'yeis lo'y la'am zgula, so that you will be his zgula nation. Okay. Now, if you noticed, and the Rebbe will make notice of that, by the Yidden, it says, Hivdaltoi. And by, Hash, by Hashem, it says, Hifrishcha. And Rashi starts off, Hafrosha v'Havdola. Okay? It's also, I don't think the Rebbe explains why Hafrosha don't not Havdola, Hafrosha, maybe in the notes over here. All right, but that's what Rashi says. So the Rebbe says, these are the following questions. Number one, the words that Rashi quotes from the Pasuk, and that is, and also the words, those are words of the Pasuk that Rashi inserts into the Rashi. But the words, those are written in the Pasuk. So it would seem that it would be sufficient for Rashi that he should say, that's what you did for Hashem. And on the other passage, you should say, without having to say that would that it means least because he's separate. That's in the Pasik. And why does Rashi need to quote this verse, the, 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 the verses that stay in the Pasik? So the Rebbe's question is, Rashi should just say the separation part, but to be, that is already in the uh, Pasik. Why does Rashi bring that down? We'll see later on, the Rebbe gives an answer for that. Number two, Rebbe asked by when it says as Hashem he marto, which the Yidden separated Hashem, he says the language of hivdaltoi. But by he mircha, which Hashem separates the Yidden, he says vuhu hifrishcha. Hivdalti hifrishcha seem to be very similar. But why is it? How come with regards to Hashem, Rashi uses language of Abdullah? And with regards to Yidin, he uses language of Afrosha. Yeah, these are questions that when you really want to understand what Rashi says, and you really know that Rashi, every word in Rashi, is precise, then you have them. Otherwise you say, oh, he just used it, you know, whatever. It's whatever. It's not whatever, but it exactly as the Rebbe will explain later on. The first part in Rashi. Ois Beis, the Rebbe quotes the next part in the Rashi. Rashi continues. Then Rashi says, Umotsosilahem eid. I found a eight. I did find the testimony. That comes from the lesson to, to beautify. All those people that do evil, poyale oven. Poyale means that work, oven, bad. Yisamru, they praise themselves. Yisamru. So we see that the word yisamru means a lotion of praise. So basically over here, what would it mean? 
that the Yidin praise Hashem, which means, as Hashem hemarta hayoyim, you praised Hashem to be your God, and Hashem hemircha hayoyim, Hashem praised you to be His people. But seems like almost like a contradiction. Rashi just finished saying that he doesn't have evidence what the meaning I don't find in the Pasik. And now, all of a sudden, Rashi says, we need to understand this. How does Rashi say before? There is no evidence, there is no aid, there is no evidence. And he learns on his own that it means separation, and then he says, yo, I did find a Aid, and it means to fetish, to beautify. So the Rebbe says, well, maybe if you really wanted to squeeze, you could say like this. That you try to say that this posik is Amru Kopayla Oven, that Rashi says at the end, later on, is as a testimony. Rashi found this later on. Uh, as Rashi says, Umotsasi. I found it. He found it later on. And the beginning, when Rashi wrote the first initially, the Madura Kama, so he thought that there is no, so basically. So you're going to say, Rashi basically changed his mind. So in the beginning he thought one way, and then he changed his mind. But the Rebbe says, this is like really difficult to say this. Number one, before Rashi writes with certainty, Rashi doesn't say, I didn't find he says, there isn't an Eid Mechiyach. So Rashi must have certainly looked or thought through the entire Tanakh. How could he not remember the Posik, the Eid from Yisamru? And number two, after Rashi says, Motsosi Lohem, Eid, so Rashi should have in, later on, the next version, taken out this first thing that Ein Lohem Eid, there's no proof, and his interpretation that it means separating Hashem, and just bring with the proof that he has. Now the Rebbe is going to explain what Rashi really means with this too. Rashi isn't just changing his mind. If you look very carefully in the Rashi, you'll see that first Rashi says, I don't have an Eid Mechiach. Right? What does Mechiach mean? A proof, an absolute proof. Then Rashi writes, I found the aid. So the Rebbe says like this. When Rashi says, the beginning, so therefore we have to say like this. When Rashi says before that he doesn't have evidence and he learns it, and he doesn't learn that it means Tiferes, it's not because he didn't know before that the word and Hamircha you can translate as Tiferes, you know, that he forgot, he didn't know, he didn't realize. But Rashi assumes that in our Pasik, because of the uh, contents, because of the placement, the way in the meaning of the Pasik, it doesn't really fit to learn that it means Tiferes. And that's why he learns that it's Afrosh of Abdullah. Rashi knows, but Rashi doesn't want to do that because it's not something that he thinks is fitting. 
And therefore, he emphasizes, and he says, Ein lahem eid b'mikra. He doesn't say, Ein lahem eid at all. There's no eid. He just says, Eid mechiyach b'mikra. In the end, he says, Lo'i motsosi, u'motsosi lahem eid. But he says, I don't have an eid mechiyach. What Rashi means to say is as follows. If Rashi had an Eid Mechiyach, an absolute evidence to translate that Hem Marta and Hem Mircha, whatever you had, then you have to learn that this is the meaning in our Posek. If we know what Hem Marta and Hem Mircha means, that notwithstanding that we're not comfortable with it, we would have had to translate it because Eid Mechiyach is there. Even though it would be some difficulty to understand it. But since Ein Lahem Eid Mechiyach, Bimikra, there is no clear prose because Hamartu Bahamircha is not exactly like Is Amru. Is Amru Oven is not the same thing as Hamartu Bahamircha. So we we'll rather learn that it means Hafrosha Bahabdola as it makes sense in the uh, content, in the context of this Posik. It makes more sense that way. The Rebbe is explaining, he's not telling you why. That's the Rebbe's question. But since we don't find anywhere that Hemartov Hemircha should mean separation, Hafrosha Babdola, over there, not only there is no Eid Mechiach, but you don't have no Eid at all. So then Rashi continues and brings a second interpretation. There is a, some evidence that you could also interpret that Hemarta Mircha is a language of Tiferes, but in the context of this matter, it's more sensible, it makes more sense to learn that it's a language of Rosh Abdullah. And that's why that is what Rashi brings in the first commentary, the Hafrosh of Abdullah. So, again, so the question really becomes, what is the difficulty with explaining that it means Tiferes? And that's so difficult that Rashi, in his first uh, interpretation, uses the language, I didn't find a partner, so there's nowhere else. that. So even though Rashi knows he's Amru, but his Amru is not the same, but the context doesn't make sense, and therefore, it, Rashi uh, rejects that. So what, what is it? Now it's going to bring another uh, interpretation. Uh, and he uh, interprets that it means actually, he brings two interpretations. So first he says, and usually the Aben Ezra also goes the simple meaning of the verse, different than Rashi a little bit, but he's also simple meaning. He says, Hemarto means greatness. Shem Hemarto, you've made Hashem great. Uh, there is a, uh, a Posik, uh, this Posik in Yeshaya, Yud Zayin, Posik Vov, over there it says, Beresh Amir. The Taich Rosh Amir means the upper level of the branch. So it means the height, sort of, the great, the top. 
that's the interpretation that the Eben Ezra says. So as Hashem Hamarti made him great, and then he brings another interpretation from Yehuda Halevi, and he says Viyofe Pirush that the words Hamarta Unhemircha come from the root of Ayoimer. What does it mean? As Hashem Hamarta Goimer Lies Lecholelikim. What does it mean? That Yidin made the Abishter say, You caused Hashem to say that Hashem says, You made Hashem say that He should be your God. And the Yidin on the other hand, and, and, and Hashem made the Yidin say that they are going to be for him an Amzgula. Hashem Mircha, Hashem caused you to say that that you're going to be his chosen nation, his treasured nation. You caused Hashem to say. Uh, so it's Amira that is caused by the other side. The Yidin caused Hashem to say, and Hashem caused the Yidin to say that they will be Hashem's Am It's the reverse. So the Rebbe says, so we understand why Rashi doesn't want to say, even as an additional interpretation, Hamarta Vemircha comes from the language of Gedula. Because the source of this translation, Amarta Gedula, comes from the Apostle Barosh Amir. So Barosh Amir, we said that would mean, Barosh uh, Amir means the upper branch. Barosh Amir uh, would be the high, the Gedula. But over there, Rashi actually types Amir, not the upper branch, but he says just a branch. So Rashi can't say the word Amir, because according to Rashi, it doesn't mean height. So that doesn't work for Rashi. So we understand why the first shot of the Eben Ezra doesn't work for Rashi. But it's not understood why does Rashi not learn Marto comes from the root of Amira. Rashi doesn't even bring it as an additional brother. Uh, which the Eben Ezra said this is a good interpretation. Yafa Pirush. So, in other words, what's the problem? The Omar that Rashi says means separation of Dola. That has no, no, no example. Rashi says there's no micro. Nobody says amarto means uh, separate. That's Rashi on his own, right? On the word omar, that it comes from beautifying, we only find in Tehillim, which says, Yisamru kopayla oven. And Rashi says, Avdid loshim umotsosi. I find because, you know, it's like, it's not something so common. These are the two interpretations that Rashi does bring down. One of them that has no evidence at all, and the other one that he found in his Amru. But Omar, which is from the root of Ayoimer, is the very often used words in the Chomish. You start the third Pasuk of Bereshis. It says Vayoimer. So how come Rashi doesn't learn how Martva Mircha is Loshan Amir that comes from Loshan of saying? See, the one... As, uh, as Hashem 
Hemarto hayoyim. Meaning is you made Hashem say that He's going to be your God. Hashem hemircha hayoyim means Hashem made you say that you're going to be His treasured nation. But this is all from the Xeris Omar, which seems to be a more uh, possible uh, interpretation. Rashi ignores it. Adds now, that the question is even bigger because the hey of he'emarto and he'emircha, which is a loshem mafil made. So, according to the meaning he'emarto he'emircha, which means saying, then we understand why it's he'emarto and he'emircha with a hey, because as Hashem he'emarto means, as said. They didn't make Hashem say, He emarto, you're making somebody else say. It's a Loshan Mafia. That you making Hashem says that he wants to be Lucholikim. And Vashem Mircha means that the Abrishta makes the Yidden say that they want to be Lias Loilom. So the He emarto fits in very well. But according to the meaning of that, it means to beautify the Yidden are praising Hashem. Tiferes, yeah? So, then, the Eibrister, that the Yidna are praising Hashem, and Hashem is praising the Yidna, so then it should have said, at Hashem emarto, on Amircha, or without the hay. What is the hay? Why? He's not making, that, that, that's the praise. It's not really such a question, because you can say, that, the Hamarto that through this that the Yidin praised Hashem, Hashem becomes praised. So Hamarto, you made him praised by you praising him. So the Hamarto is not just the praising, but the praising accomplished that the Abishta became a praised Abishta through the Hamarto. Or Hashem Hamircha, when Hashem praises the Yidin, Hamircha, he made you into a praised Yidin. Uh, but it's much easier to learn Hamarta and Hamircha that means saying. But then it's very simple when it says Hamarta with a hey. So why does Rashi, at least in the second Pirush, learn Tiferes and not the language of Amira? The hey would fit in better. We're going to learn in Oizvav the explanation of all this. The Psukim of Hashem Hamarta Hayoyim, Hashem they come as a follow up to the previous Posik. Hashem is commanding you today. So therefore, it's understood that the Hayoyim, it says before, Hayoyim Hazeh Hashem Alekecha, then it says, Hayoyim, that it says in these two psukim, as Hashem Hemarto Hayoyim, and Hashem Hemircha Hayoyim, is the same Hayoyim as we were talking about in the previous passage, which means every day. As Rashi translates over there, what does it mean? Hayoyim Hazeh Hashem Alekecha Metzabcho, Hashem is telling you every day. So therefore, Rashi cannot learn the meaning of the word from Hamarto, that it comes from saying, that you make Hashem say that, what? That He wants to be, you, you should be Azgula, because this concept that you didn't make Hashem say that Lies Lecho, 
that he should be to you he makes you say that you should be to him that he should be to you for God that only fits when they didn't do such a conduct which would sort of sort of speak of impact it would convince Hashem that he wants to be that Hashem wants to be your God you make Hashem say that what that he wants you to be your God when do we make Hashem say this that he should be our God that's when we behave properly but you can't say that every day Yidin are doing such things which uh, cause Hashem to say that he wants to be your God it is true that every day Hashem Elekeinu, He is our God. Every day Hashem is Elekeinu, no matter how we conduct ourselves. But we cannot really say, however, that when Yidin are conducting themselves not in the way they should, God forbid, that they should in that day impact that what Hashem will say, I want to be your God. Same thing is with the Hashem Amircha Yoim Lius Leilam Zgula. That Hashem makes you say that you want to be his soul's nation. When the Avishta shows Yidin miracles or similar, then you can say, Hashem makes the Yidin say, Oh, we want to be your treasured nation. But if it's a time when Hashem is dealing with the Yidin, God forbid, in an opposite kind of a conduct, Hashem does not give them doesn't give them in time. You can't say that on that day Hashem makes the Yidin to say that they are and they want to be Am Sugula. So therefore Rashi learns because this concept they separate Hashem that Yidin separate Hashem from all God's and this that Hashem separates Yidin from every, all the other nations, that's Bechot Yoyim. In any situation that the Yidin find themselves, they always have the recognition that Hashem is their God, and the same thing is by Hashem. Yidin are always separated from all the nations of the world. They are His treasured nation. That's also the reason that Rabbi says Noizayin, why Rashi doesn't want to learn in his first shot, Hamarto Vemircha means Tiferis. What is he talking about? To praise and to beautify of Hashem is mainly when you're saying, Oh, you're my God, you Lis Khalilikim expresses openly that you follow the ways of Hashem. Same thing is the other way, the praise and the beauty of the Yidin is mainly when they are not just a treasured nation, an Eitzor Chaviv, a dear treasure by Hashem, but when they actually keep Lishmer Kol Mitzvah to keep the mitzvahs. And that's not always recognizable. So Rashi doesn't want to learn that it means beautify, because that's not always. We're not always beautifying Hashem in the real way. 
by doing his mitzvahs, and uh, therefore it's not really a praise. Hashem can't praise us, and we can't praise Hashem with that. So therefore Rashi learns Hafrosh of Abdullah, which is always, that's always open. Hashem is always separating our eyes, and we're always separating Hashem's eyes. Uh, and that's why we also understand how come Rashi, the Rebbe asked, doesn't just say Hafrosh of Abdullah, it doesn't say and he brings down also the words from the Pesach. But he says, he, Rashi specifically touches out. And by both, he doesn't say Goimer, he just says, why does Rashi bring down these words? In this case, Rashi wants to limit the, um, the, the, the separation of Hashem, limited to these words only, not to the rest of the Pasik. Because when you read the Pasik uh, in the language simply, so it almost sounds like the Hamarta is not just Lis Lechalelikim, but also Lelechaz Bechal Drachov to go also in all of his ways. And also the Hemircha is not only Lish Lilam Zgula, but also Lishmer Kol Mitzvah. So it seems that it's a package deal. But those are things that are not always recognizable. So you can't say you separate Hashem with them. That's not recognizable every day. Therefore Rashi says that the main part of Amarto and Hemircha which the Pasuk says, Hayoyim, which means every day is Lis Lechololikim or Lis Lelamzgula. It's just these two parts of the Pasuk, not the rest of the Pasuk. The Pasuk goes on to say more things. But here we're talking about when, you, when, when we say Hamarta Hayoyim, it's just that Hashem should be Lis Lechololikim, that you're saying Hashem Lekim. Ay, the rest of the part, Lelechaz Bechol Drachov, that's not Hamarta Hayoyim, because that's not all the time. Same thing is the reverse. When Hashem says, Hashem emircha hayoyim, He uh, separated you today, it merely refers, that's what Rashi quotes these words, to tell you only these words. Don't learn that it goes on the whole sentence because it doesn't make sense in the whole sentence. That's how Rashi learns the marto and emircha. And the Rebbe finally explains over here the difference in the two languages between Hafrosh and Havdola, which the Rebbe asked before, uh, why does Hashem, why does the Rashi use with regards when he says that you separated Hashem? Rashi says Havdalte, Havdalte Lucha, you separated for yourself. That's Rashi uses with regards to Hashem. But when he uses Hashem, separates us from the Goyim, from the nations, he says, Hafrosha, Uifrishcha. So, the Rebbe explains like this. The Rebbe says that when you uh, 
trying to say that two things are separate, there could be various different ways of separation. The Rebbe is going to go in now and show you that there's various different things how to separate. Sometimes we call it Havdola, and sometimes we call it Havrasha. And it makes a difference, number one, what the situation was before they were separated, and number two, how what happens after they're separated, and number three, how strong the separation is. You see what I'm saying, what the Rebbe is saying here? The Rebbe is saying here, when you separate two things, so there is the way the things were before you separated them, the way the things are after you separated them, and how strong the separation is in and of itself. So let's start with number one. Number one is Benegea. It's the way how two things were before the separation. Havdolah of Russia. The language of Havdolah to separate fits mainly when previously they were merely close to each other and you separated them but they weren't mixed together. When you have things that are together, then you separated them, not in a mixture. Say, for example, the POSIC says um, that you should split it by its wings, but lo by the bird, by the carbon, but lo you should not separate it. What does it mean, don't separate? That the two parts of the birds, before, what were they? They were close to each other. Now we're saying to you, is don't separate, which means don't take them apart, that he shouldn't separate and told them from each other. But they weren't, they're not mixed together. They were... Before they were connected, and now you're separated. That's Havdolah. Einoi Mephadik means don't separate. Havdolah means separate. Loyal means don't separate. As opposed to when we use the language of Hafrosha to separate over there. Over there, it's mainly when in the beginning the item that was separated was before mixed in together with the other items. Say, for example, when you take mafrish truma hafroshes truma sumaisris, when you take truma sumaisris, before the hafrosha, the wheat that you're separating of truma, maiser, and chulin were all mixed in in the table, and then you separate. Point number two is what happens to the items that you separate, how their situation is after the separation. When we use the language of hafrosha, mostly, so also the item from which you have separated it remains in it after the separation. Say truma, chalo, which the Pasik refers to it also as truma, that although they don't have a 
exact amount, like meiser and truma, a tithe, and you can burn as much as you want, but you can't give away your entire grain or your entire dough of challah. Uh, you have to leave over some. So basically, when you separate, hafrosha means, uh, separation means that you take a little bit and you leave a little bit. That means you separate. But when you, that means when you're taking out hafrosha. But when you use lachim of avdola, over there the only part is is what you are separating. But we don't. It's not important to us that whether from what we have separated remained or not. But over here, hafrosha needs you have to have your you're separating it out of something else. And number two, the force of the act is Havdol is a stronger one. It's a further separation than the item that you separate. So because of this uh, distinction uh, between the language of Havdola and Rasha, Rashi says, with regards to Hashem, uh, uh, that means you, Yvdalto, Yidin, separate it for yourself. And by Hashem, you use the Loshni, Frishcha, a love. So he says like this with regards to the Abish, with regards to Hashem, if it's more the language of Yvdalto, that he separated you, Loshni Avdola. Because number one, even before you separate it for yourself, even from the perspective of the human being, you can't say that God is mixed in, God forbid, with Elkeah and Echar. It was before that that he's mixed in with them. Because even the nation of the world know that Hashem is greater and separated from all the stars and all the constellations. They call him the God of gods, meaning Hashem isn't mixed in even before you separate him. The only thing is, they believe that he is... Uh, has a relationship, he's close to the officers, therefore they say that the officers are also gods, but they know that Hashem is the God of God. But Hashem, but the Yidin, what they do, they separate Hashem totally from the Lekir that he's not at all in there. So, as far as to begin with, it's more Havdola, because it's not connected, uh, even before the separation there is a separation. That's why it's more Havdola than Havrosha in which the things were mixed in. Number two, the way you separate, it's not like we're saying that Elkei Nechar are remains something, God forbid. We don't say that Hashem is greater we're saying that the Elkei Nechar are totally nothing. So you can't really use the language of separate him from their gods, that separation would show that what you're separating from is also remained. You're separating something else. So that's why we use the Lashon of Avdola. But when we come to the Yidin, Rashi says, It's because, for both reasons, because before this separation, war, Yidin were mixed in together 
with the other nations, as the language of the Pasik is Lakachas of Goy, so it was a monk, so there was a mixture. And in the second point, even after the Ebishter chose chooses them to be a treasured nation, Zgulamakulamim, so it's not like the other nations totally uh, were in this battle, but on the contrary, the a specialty, the love for Hashem to Yidin, that they are just chosen, that is shown through the fact that Likola Oretz, that even though Hashem owns the whole world, and still Yisrael is Gulam So therefore, in these two points, it's more sense to say Hafrosha by Yidin, by the of Havdola. The Rebbe doesn't go through the third point, it's just Bechlal, it's a very, it's a stronger point. Havdola is more than Russia, which also makes more sense than it makes the Gabi Yidin, but the Rebbe doesn't elaborate that point.